Hi everyone and welcome back to Clocked In With The Press, hosted at Altman Studios in Brentwood, California. In this podcast, we highlight community members and local organizations that we believe deserve your attention. Not everything stated in the podcast is supported by or reflects the beliefs of the press. If you would like to share your thoughts with us, you can do so on Twitter or Instagram at PressClockedIn or on Facebook at ThePress.net. This is Jake Menez filling in for Caitlin Gleason, clocking in. For the story of the day, we're going to talk to two founding members of an organization called Operation Helping Hands, which currently runs the Operation Giving Tree program for Christmas. Here to speak with me today are Dompreet Singh and Mompreet Kaur, co-founders of Operation Helping Hands. How are you two today? Thanks for coming on the podcast. Doing great. Thanks for having us. Of course, yeah. So I guess first things first, you know, what is Operation Helping Hands? Let's kind of start there and we'll work our way in. Yeah, um, so Operation Helping Hand is a local coalition of young changemakers from all various high schools, um, and a lot of us are now in college. Um, And basically, it was a result of us all coming back home for the pandemic um, and just seeing a lot of issues in health equity, um, food insecurity, um, and some other things that happened locally here in Brentwood and in the greater East Bay. Um, And so basically, what started out as just doing a lot of food drives um, and mutual aid work just sprouted into um, other things like Operation Giving Tree. So and so would you like to tell me a little bit more about Operation Giving Tree then? Yeah. So Operation Giving Tree um, is essentially a giving tree program that benefits the Village Community Resource Center. Um, Last year, we were fortunate enough to benefit 72 special uh, kids by getting them clothes that they needed and toys that they wanted. This year, we're looking to benefit the families um, in general, especially since a lot of them are still recovering from the COVID pandemic. Um, Things are tight at home. And so basically, this year, we're gearing the tree to just help them out by giving them gift cards for groceries, um, help buy essentials, stuff like that. That's awesome. So and just to be clear, so Operation... Uh, giving Tree and Operation Helping Hand. This is the second year for both of them. You guys kind of started as in response to the pandemic. Is that right? Yeah. And so kind of what was it that, you know, tell me a little bit about why you guys started. You know, what was the reason that you chose to take action? Um. Yeah. So we basically, it was during the pandemic where us and a couple of our fellow peers, we all were home from school. Everyone was staying in during the pandemic. And we all saw like on the news and in general in our local community that a lot of our like local community centers such as VCRC were facing food insecurity. So we felt that we should give back to our community and we had the resources and the ambition to help our community. So we got together and started with food drives and slowly we branched out into other like tech drives, book drives, and then Operation Giving Tree. And this is going to be kind of a silly question, but um, I mean, could you clarify what food insecurity is for people that are listening that might not be aware of the term? Yes, of course. So food insecurity... Personally, what like we felt was um, the definition is um, families in need who are facing um, like paycheck to paycheck issues and they are unable to maybe like buy groceries or um, like or like food that is nutritional for their right. families. So of course that that's what we defined as food insecurity. Okay, no, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. With that in mind, so of course you two are two of the co-founders of the organization. How many how many members do you guys have? How many people actively contribute to? Operation Helping Hands and Giving Tree. Yeah, um, so it varies for both. So Operation Helping Hand in general, um, we have a board of six co-founders, actually. So there's a lot of us that wanted to get started when the pandemic happened. Um, And then in general, we have about 20 to 30 members working on various projects. Um, So yeah, not all of them are working on Operation Giving Tree. Some of them are working on our other projects, like we're currently in the uh, midst of developing a mentorship program for the local high schools. 
And so, yeah, that's like the general count. Um, Operation Giving Tree right now is, I'd say, about six to 10 members. Um, some of us are still in college right now. So they're working remotely and basically doing outreach and all that important work. Meanwhile, the rest of us are involved here on the ground, um, collecting donations. We're also running a door knocking campaign right now to try and collect funds that way. Um, and yeah, that's where we're at right now. Okay, yeah, perfect. And so I'm going to pivot a little bit into kind of Giving Tree specifically since that, since it is holiday season that we're yeah. talking here. So with that in mind, give me a little bit more information about Giving Tree. Now, what, what can people in the community that are listening to this, what can they do to help? Yeah, so anything and everything helps from the following. Um, of course, we'd love it if anyone could claim a tag um, from the physical tree down um, at the streets of Brentwood in the um, tree village. You can also donate money directly to our GoFundMe. Um, when we door knock, if we happen by your house, please, we would appreciate any monetary donation. Um, and then most importantly, sharing it, um, I believe, is one of the best ways because there are people out there who care and would love to give. And we are fortunate to live in such an amazing community and such a giving community. Um, but it's just finding out about it. That right. makes all the difference. It's just, just that kind of that word of mouth. So I think Exactly. So I think we're fortunate in that regard that we now kind of have social media and all that, yeah. that makes that sort of thing a little easier have you found that that has helped you guys with your growth over the last two years oh yeah for sure um definitely the it's the best thing is when people email us or face or on facebook reach out or dm on instagram hey i saw this in this so-and-so post or in this group um and it's the best thing ever like we post and then people post out to other groups and it just reaches so many different circles I'm going to I'm going to go a little broader here for a second. So I mean you guys are doing a food drive of course and I think yeah. you know, and that's you know fairly common like canned food drives not that sort of thing. Are there certain like yes and no's as far as food you can donate to stuff like that? Is I mean like are there ground rules essentially for what food works? Yeah, it tends to be mostly um canned goods and um I believe it's like pastas. So stuff that wouldn't go bad as quick say like milk or meats. Um it's more of those like perishables. Um, so yeah, that's typically the ground rule that these drives go by. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And so this is second year for you guys, like you had said. So share a story with me if you wouldn't mind of, you know, something that happened during last year's Operation Giving Tree that has kind of stuck with you guys and made you want to continue to do it again. Yeah. Um, so it was actually, it was interesting. Um, when we launched Operation Giving Tree last year, um, unexpectedly i think we launched on the 4th of december and i think it was the 5th or 6th that the county announced that everything was going to close again which was kind of a shocker to us but we still went ahead with it um we were fortunate enough that the tree lot folks were down with it still um and we installed the tree there's a lot of hesitancy will people be out and about like people have to pretty much like isolate again um but Ironically enough, it was like the most support we'd ever had for any of our projects. We had an overwhelming amount of online donations, people helping us out, reaching out to their family and friends out of the county, out of state. And we're getting donations from all these different places, um, people delivering donations directly to um, us. And like we found ways to circumvent um, like face to face contact. Um, and we got in the end so many toys and so many donations, like every kid had what they wanted and they needed and so much more. That's, I think that's awesome. And I'm putting you a little bit on the spot here, Monpreet, but did you, have, mm -hmm. did you have a story you wanted to share as well? Um, For Operation Giving Tree? Yeah. Um, or even Operation Helping Hand if you want. Just mm. something, you know, personally that has stuck with you. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say something similar to um, what Monpreet said. Um, definitely Operation Giving Tree was very great to see the community come out and support even in such tough times for because the, uh, the pandemic was tough for everyone in different ways and they still showed support for our, like, their community. But, um... 
I'd say that something that stuck out to me was probably maybe from like our first food drive. We all, it was very much um, not as organized as our other projects have been because we were very much starting out. And we didn't expect um, to have too many donations, maybe. Maybe we were aiming maybe one box or two box of donations and the GoFundMe was doing decent, but we were still a little hesitant. We're like, let's just see how this goes and then we'll build off of that. But overwhelmingly, we got like hundreds of pounds of food and we got over a thousand dollars in donations. And it was just amazing to see that when we even didn't have put so much like organization into it and we just like went out there and sat there with um, boxes in front of Willie's basically and just waited for donations. We still were able to bring so many, like you know, get so many canned goods for the VCRC. And it was just really amazing to see that even with just a little bit of effort, how much we could do for the community. You know, that's awesome. That's, I think it's really cool. So with that in mind, so you guys, before starting this organization, had you two been involved with other organizations before as far as, you know, helping helping spearhead them? Or is this kind of your first time doing something, you know, taking on something like this? Yeah, um, so getting to spearheading, I think this was definitely our first time. We took It took a lot of initiative, and there was a lot of drive, fortunately, that got us over the initial hurdles. Um, but yeah, we both have a history of community service, community organizing, um, especially with the Village Community Resource mm-hmm. Center. Um, that's something really close to our hearts, um, especially since like we've pretty much been volunteering there our entire high school careers. Um so yeah, this definitely was a different experience being at the front end of things and leading them. Um, but I feel like we had we learned so much from our experiences in high school and middle school, being out in the community, um, being on like the volunteering end of things. And for sure, just I like that it's kind of like a lifetime thing that you guys have carried on. For with. sure. And so I know we've done an episode of this podcast, you know, about the Village Community Resource Center, but I think it never hurts to just a quick refresher. You know, how would you describe that to listeners? Um, about the Village Community Resource Center? Yeah, just, Center? you know, kind of a quick, you know, the elevator pitch for what it does. Oh, yeah, of course. So the Village Community Resource Center primarily focuses on assisting um, underprivileged, marginalized community families. Um, mainly what we focused on has been with the kids that go there. Usually we, we were mentors and tutors there for, as he said, our whole, our whole high school careers. Um, but they do also assist with other things. Maybe he can add on to the other activities that they help yeah of course um so it's a wide variety of things um they provide financial assistance to families that need them um there's literacy assistance um i know they recently have been introducing some esl type stuff for the um older people like parents and stuff um and then i know they've also been just yeah the tutoring um yeah, and I'm sure they do a lot more right. than it's, what it's we know. Yeah, it's really expansive, and it's amazing that they do that, and like they're they're literally building a community out there and like uplifting and amplifying them. So it's a pretty big safety, like social safety. Oh yeah, you know, for I think sure. It's awesome. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you two for a moment. Just what else, you know, what else would you like to share about, you know, again, both Operation Helping Hand and Operation Giving Tree that you feel people should know or you would like them to know. First off, we'd definitely like to thank the community. Um, we try and find ways to do that as often as we can, um, but with this public platform i definitely like would like to say that to thank you to brentwood um it's amazing i know like it's tough and for everyone but the fact that people are still even willing to give with what they have here it's amazing um and then with like going forward operation helping hand we're we're right now in a pivotal stage where we're trying to like after two years of pandemic and trying out different projects we're trying to find what our niche is um and so yeah we have some projects that are coming up that might be a little different from what we did. Um, and we're excited to announce those when those are fully for- formalized. Um, 
And yeah, in regards to Giving Tree, um, it's still ongoing. We would like people to participate. Um, from what I've been hearing, it's going great at the tree lot. Um, there are still a few more tags. So if anyone wants to go down there, support some local businesses um, and take a tag home please feel free to do so. Um, we will be door knocking in neighborhoods throughout town. So if you see us there, please feel free to give a donation or just chat. Um, and then, yeah, of course, spreading the word like that. That's all that matters right now. Um, and we appreciate all of that. And so what is the last day for uh, that people can, you know, give donations to you guys last day that the tree will have the tags? Yeah. Um, so it's pretty much till the 18th. Um, and then, yeah, that's for the virtual tags till the 18th. And then pretty much till the 19th, people, folks will have. Um, we'll take the tree down on the 18th. And then, yeah, so we'd like them all by the 19th. Um, but yeah, to claim a tag, it would be the 18th. But so people can donate beyond that as well and help through your GoFundMe as well. Is that yeah, correct? of course. Yeah. Um, so that link is pretty much all over various Facebook groups. We have it up on our website, on our social media. So that should be pretty accessible. Um, so yeah, that is ongoing. We would appreciate that. Um, and that'd be quick for our team members to pretty much extract from the GoFundMe and go out and purchase the donations. And then we can deliver them directly to the families. So perfect. That would be the easiest way for people to help that oh, maybe yeah. can't make it to the tree yeah, exactly. or don't want to for contact reasons. Yeah. No, it's perfect. And so I know you had said that you weren't ready, ready to formally announce anything you have kind of on the horizon until it's finalized. But can you talk about sort of general ideas for what because giving tree of course is for the holiday season so rolling into the new year what other things do you guys have in mind more generally if yeah you can speak um so that. i guess we can talk about the themes of our projects um so yeah coming back to education um i think that's one of the most pivotal things um that we can engage with education is so crucial um and there are so many ways we can make change with that and so looking back in uh, we've been mentors and tutors in the past. We're looking at engaging with the schools um, and developing a sort of alumni program that can give back to students, give lessons learned while in high school and beyond. So students have a clearer picture of what's what's out there, what can I do, um, and have a better sense of self and direction. Great, thank you. So anybody that likes what they're hearing, you know, beyond Giving Tree, how can they help you guys? I mean, I'm assuming there's always opportunities for volunteers and monetary, but what are the best ways people can help? support Operation Helping Hands throughout the year. Yeah, of course. Um, so like you mentioned, monetary definitely helps support us and keep us running, especially with our mutual aid work. Um, and then, yeah, volunteering, we always post, um, we try and post when we can. Um, we're more of a youth-centered group, um, but we definitely appreciate help from all ages. Um, but yeah, we see like it's tough sometimes for younger people to get involved. Um, and so that's why we're trying to, for volunteering specifically, get involved with the team. Um, we want to open up more to younger folks. Um, so that way they learn what they need to now in terms of how can I help my community? How can I understand what is what do I need to do? Like, how can I support and sustain a thriving community? Um, so that's what we'd like to teach our volunteers and our members. Um, and so we're always welcome with that. Um, for anyone to come on and we onboard them um, and then we introduce them to our projects and then if they want to do their own project we go for that as well um, and so that's how like we'd say you can get involved for now so in other words so it's not just you know people can volunteer with you particularly young people and they help with operation helping hands in that regard but then it, you guys also kind of your organization kind of also helps them develop kind of their own a, a lifeline of volunteer work. Yeah, exactly. Because um, we don't want it to just start and end here. We want it to go on. Um, and as we know, like the world is so interesting where you never know where you're going to end up. And so we want you to create the foundations now so that wherever you end up, you just you keep helping, you keep giving, you know, so that way we keep going forward as a society. I think it's great. Thank you. I, I appreciate th that answer. Mm -hmm. 
As this is the last episode of the year that we will be able to feature a nonprofit and Christmas giving program, I want to take the chance to emphasize the importance of gratitude. I know we have an entire holiday dedicated to the idea of being thankful for what we have that's already passed. We had our turkeys, am I right? However, with gratitude comes compassion, and with compassion comes a spirit of giving and community. The most endearing part of our community is its willingness and desire to help others. As we strive to make a big impact in our little community, it is my hope to see people actively taking action to give others an amazing holiday, whether that be through donating presents, food, money, volunteering, posting about charities online, or even just smiling at a stranger as they walk by. Before you end the interview, is there anything else you two would like to say to the audience? Um, Just thank you for listening and having us here. It was great to share what we've been doing, and we hope we can keep doing it. Thanks so much. I really appreciate both of you being on here. Demonpreet, Monpreet. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. That's it for today's episode of Clocked In With The Press. I appreciate each and every one of you for taking your time to tune in. I hope that as we near the end of the year, all of you will not only find hope for humanity through hearing the stories of the people we bring on the show, but also will be inspired to engage with the charity yourself. If anyone is interested in being part of the Operation Helping Hands group or their programs, or any other organizations we have had on the show, you can check out the link tree on our Instagram at PressClockedIn, as well as the descriptions of respective episodes. You can also stay updated on the latest Contra Costa County happenings at www.thepress.net. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to seeing you all next week. Actually, Caitlin's probably looking forward to seeing you next week. But this is Jake Menez, walking out. <laughs> <laughs>